This podcast is sponsored by AllPosters.com. With a selection of over 1.5 million images, AllPosters has something for every budget and decorating style. Go to CheapSeatReviews.com, click on the banner, find that perfect poster, and use code SUMMERTIME25 at checkout. That's SUMMERTIME25 at checkout to get 25% off your entire order. Check them out today, and thanks for the support. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello. Thank you for coming. With this weapon, there will be no human collateral damage. If I turn it on, the system couldn't even activate in here. Unless there's a mutant. Hello, welcome, and thank you for listening to another episode of Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 21, and today we are spoiling 2014's X-Men Days of Future Past, the movie with a terrible name. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight (laughs) is, hey, Chad, you're here. Uh, Chad, Sentinel to the face, Evans. Aww. I hate the Sentinels. Yeah, don't we all? Uh, Cornelius, can't you please put that stadium back, Logan? No, no, I won't. Oh, okay. Well, all right, then fine. And um, <laughs> we'll just get a bunch of helicopters like they did in Pacific Rim and just pick it up and move it. Because that, yeah. that seems legit. Uh, and, analog. Uh, yeah, because it's analog, yeah. Uh, and Sam, <laughs> when I get angry, I turn blue, Vector. At least it's not green. At least it's not green. So pull up a big brown comfy chair and dive into the movie. Uh, Yeah, X-Men Days of Future Past. First of all, that little comment about Chad being here. We were literally about to start. We didn't think Chad was going to make it. He had his uh, band concert. He's He's a band director. He had his concert tonight. He said, guys, I can't make it. I got my concert. Um, I just, I'm not going to be able to make it. We said, hey, that's cool. We understand. Tonight's our recording night. We're going to go ahead and do it anyway. I get a message literally before I'm about to hit record, Chad. Chad says, I'm on my way. So we're very thankful to have Chad here tonight, and we are very glad that you made that. Because Chad cares. He wants to be a part of this. Yeah. So he obviously cares about the listeners and um, and all that stuff. So yay, Chad. That's right. I he's, care. He's here for the free beer. That's right. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. There's free beer? <laughs> it's, in your, it's in your refrigerator. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, then it's not free. Oh, well, then go to Sam's house and get his. <laughs> yeah. He's got bad beer. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, <laughs> so this is X-Men Days of Future Past. This is uh, So this is our spoiler cast. Uh, again, um, fair warning. This is this is our spoiler cast we're going to do. We're going to talk about how it ends. We're going to talk about how Gwen Stacy dies. Oh, wait. That was another movie. Um, <laughs> God, he probably just spoiled it for some poor... If somebody decided not to listen to X, to Spider-Man and decided to listen to this one. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to crucify you on the uh, uh, whatever. emails. Um, Gandalf dies. <laughs> Gandalf, he does. It's uh, <laughs> And then he comes back white. Um, yes. Uh, so this is de- Days of Future Past. So we're going to spoil it. We're going to talk about it. We'll probably do this a couple more times throughout the summer. I think maybe we'll probably do it for the Transformers movie if we want to go see that. Maybe, I don't know. We'll probably do it for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, yeah. I don't know what else is coming out that we're all excited about seeing this year. I can't remember. Um, oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. 
I do want to see Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know if you guys all want to see it, but I definitely want to see it. Um, I like Tom Cruise, and he gets to run. Not only does he get to run, but he gets to run. But he also rides a motorcycle. And he rides a motorcycle, and he gets to run in an exo. exo, Oh, my gosh. Exoskeleton? Yes. So so there you go. Um, So this movie, obviously, was also kind of an impromptu cast. We decided that we were going to do this one uh, last week when we all saw it. So I unfortunately couldn't meet up with Catherine to do our voiceover. So Corny, once again, is going to lend his voice. And today I think he's going to do, in honor of Hugh Jackman, he's going to do his best Australian accent. (laughs) Um, None of us have heard it so far. He says he can do it. So Corny, whenever you're ready. The, the X-Men uh, seeing Wolverine to the past and desperate efforts to change history and prevent an, uh, an event that results in doom for both humans and mutants. <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't that, bad. That was okay. I felt like I was All watching right. uh, the Crocodile Hunter. Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> that was Sorry, not... I couldn't make it as sexy as Hugh Jackman. but uh, Nobody can. It's okay. No, no. It could have been a Stallone, folks. You're, you're lucky. Yeah, no. I don't know. I thought it was close to Crocodile Dundee. Uh, yeah, Paul Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Paul Hogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Australia's favorite son. Is he? I thought <laughs> I, he, I thought they all kind of hated him because he, he kind of disowned them and when he married that American Let's we'll see what Google says. Because <laughs> Google never lies. It never lies. If it's on the internet... Um, it's got to be true. It's got to be can't true. can't put it on the internet unless it's true. That's right. That commercial told us that. So this movie uh, is <laughs> is that. Basically, we're in the future. It's supposed to be... In the original comic books, it's actually 2013. But So they make this movie to 2023 or something like that. And these uh, Sentinels that um, Tyrion Lannister created are... Um, <laughs> That's what you did there. They're, they're basically wreaking havoc over the world. It's, it's, it's your, your classic case of... Man builds robot. Robot becomes stronger, smarter than people. Uh, overrules its its three laws that they wrote for it. You know the Isaac Asimov three laws, and starts killing everybody. So they decide that. Oh, you mean you know, Terminator? We 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 watched Terminator. Oh, we, yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's kind of like no, Terminator. no, you're right. <laughs> well, and Matrix. Well, and the Matrix, and in any other movie that involves time travel and in robots. Uh, so. The the idea is is that um, uh, that Kitty can can she can walk through walls and she can also send someone back in time in their own brain. I didn't know that was a power that she had, but that's pretty convenient. She figured out how she did that. Um, how you learn that particular power, I'm not quite sure. Uh, here, come come lay down. Hey, hey watch this. Watch this. Let's let's see what happens. Here, hold my beer. Right. Yeah. She can't because she's intangible sometimes. So uh, yeah. just fall to the ground and smash. Uh, so anyway, so it's a cool power she has. So they they learn that through this ability that they send Logan back, Wolverine back, far enough into the past, and they can stop this one act from happening, which is Mystique killing uh, Peter Dinklage and causing the U.S. government to go crazy, and they fund these Sentinels, and then they go on a on a, on a crazy whatever spree and eventually kill everyone. Of course, there's no sign of the Sentinels in any of the other X-Men movies, but that's okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Except for an X-Men, in X-Men 3, they make small reference to them in the battle room. Um, yes. But they look different. Uh, they actually look like the cartoon version of the Sentinels then. So, anyway. Um, but there you go. So then he has to go back and save... Uh, everyone as usual, and 
but of course he doesn't have his antimantium skeleton yet because it's before the procedure. So all he has are those weird bone claws to scratch people with. Um, and then he has to play Dr. Phil and get Patrick Stewart, not Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy's character, uh, Patrick Xavier, to get out of his drunken stupor and actually wake up and decide to help. And, and then Like it, we do for, for Chad every now and then. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but Chad doesn't have cool long hair like James McAvoy does. That's true. We haven't seen him in a week. Well, we He's working on it. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while, yeah. So... So then they, they obviously they team up and good things happen and then they save the day, of course. Possibly. Maybe. Yes, of course they do. It's the X Men. Of course they save the day. Um so so there you go. So that's that's kind of the quick movie in the nutshell. That's it, folks. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank um, you for listening truth, to Cheap. Truth to be review. told, there's really not a whole lot to really spoil in this movie because I mean it's not like any particular person dies in, in a way that you wouldn't expect it, because everybody lives. Uh, yeah. he he is able to, to the one thing that this movie does is that basically Brian Singer decided that, you know what, X-Men 3 was kind of terrible. And so was the Wolverine, the Wolverine. And obviously Origins was still pretty bad too, but it doesn't matter. So he decided to make this movie, uh, and they took it from the story arc, from a comic book story arc, that basically erases those other movies. That they don't even happen. Uh, basically, it kind of erases all of them. Right, it kind of resets everything. Basically, he did a Star Trek 09. He goes back in time and kind of just hits the reset button, and everything is different. Um, so we don't have to go back and watch the that terrible X Men Three movie or the other origin movie. Yeah. So he nuked the board, basically. He nuked the. the <laughs> yeah. I don't know if many people are going to get that reference. But no, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he hit reset. So. Um, and it's, it's, I guess it's a good thing because the X-Men franchise – I didn't think about this until the other day I saw this on, on Facebook. The X-Men franchise is now basically 15 years old. Okay? The first one came out in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Yeah. In they, the year 2000. How, <laughs> how much stuff has changed since then? Like they put all these things into perspective. Like we got the Spider-Man trilogy and then a reboot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Two of the three of, of another reboot. You're right. Holy uh, poop! No, three. We had three movies and then two more of a reboot. Since no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. we've, we've almost had a complete total right. Exactly. Uh, and there's been and they had a bunch of other things that have happened. Like texting became a thing, and Twitter, and the Facebook, and all this other stuff happened since Hugh Jackman first played Wolverine to the last time he's played Wolverine. Not saying it's the last time. Just saying the last time he played it. So. Which is kind of an interesting thing, and this is one of the longest... It's the longest-running franchise of any comic book series ever. Uh, it's obviously, it's certainly not the longest franchise of movies. Uh, certainly, James Bond will, will hold that mantle forever. Um, but the, the, the I guess the good thing about the movie is that it does kind of do the reset because the first six movies had played havoc with the timeline so much that it had become confusing. I mean, were you guys ever confused what, why things were happening and what was going on? Like, why in X-Men Origins does Sabretooth... They're brothers, but in the first X-Men, they're not brothers. And he looks very, very different. And in X-Men 3, Patrick Stewart can walk, and, and he and Eric Lyncher are still friends way into their later, later life, 
whereas in first class they become enemies in back in the sixties. Like they they played hell with their own timeline so much that it become confusing. So uh, to steal a quote from Batman, this was the X Men movie we needed. <laughs> not necessarily wow. the one we the wanted one we or, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, with all that being said, that's my uh, my soapbox for a minute. I'm now going to do as I always do. Guys, what did you think? Chad, what did you think? I felt that it was just a whole big pile of tripe. Why <laughs> did you make me go out and watch this filthy movie? I'm just kidding. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well. I thought it was... I thought you were being serious for a second. Like, well, there's there's a reason why Chad doesn't watch a lot of superhero movies. Maybe you really did hate it. Okay. No, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good time. Um, I hadn't seen any of the other. I saw the first X Men movie when it came out. Uh, we we were in college mm-hmm. at that point, or seniors in high school or something. I don't, I don't right. remember. Um, Sam was fifty or something like that. But. Sam was you know. Well, uh, Sam was around when the you know the comic books first started, and <laughs> of course he was an old man at that point. Yeah. Oh, you mean when they wrote, wrote them on cave walls? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, what the heck just happened here? <laughs> right, they're on riding on cave walls with buffalo and men with spears, and one guy has bone claws coming out of his hand. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, it's in France somewhere. I'm sure it is. Um, but <laughs> I really. Okay, anyway. Uh, I'm um, sorry. No, it's fine. This is great. This is uh this is actually more fun than the movie at points. All right. Anyway. Yeah. But uh I re- I really enjoyed the movie. Uh like I said I hadn't seen uh anything except the bookends of this series really. Uh the first one and the last one. So I really wasn't confused with you know what's going on. I mean, I knew the the major players and you know when you know when Storm and uh, and Cy- Cyclops and Jean Grey and you know I, I was and so I'm and the, so all of that you know made sense to me. Um, I really liked the way that they they did the whole going back in time thing with just sending back uh, your conscious self instead of sending you know actually physically going back in time. And then you run the, run the risk of like running into yourself and causing a paradox, and then right. you know the world coming to an end that way. And yeah. and you know, I thought that there was an interesting take on on the whole time travel thing, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good uh, uh, a good seven dollars and fifty cents. There you go, uh, uh, Corny. Um, I have seen all of them, and um, I, I will say this: a buddy of mine, uh, he actually plays bass in my little band, um, he gave me the warning, go in, uh, just forget every movie you've seen, just watch this one as a standalone, and it'll make a lot more sense. So I did. Um, Well, I think you have to at least watch, this movie makes more sense if you've at least seen uh, X-Men First Class. True. It's more of a sequel of that one than anything else. True, but but you could still get away with not having watched any of them. Right. And... The, I see what you're saying. It'll the movie will make more sense. However, it's still a good movie, despite that. You can kind of catch on what's going on. Um, I, I mean, that's just my opinion. Sure. Well, anyway, so but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie in, in, in terms of, of comic book movies because I'm a comic book nerd. I I, I kind of feel like the last several have been really good, uh, including Spider-Man Two. Well, again, my opinion, but uh, the you know the several movie you know. Uh, the last couple of movies have seemed to have 
have, have pleased my comic book nerddom. And um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really, com- yeah, comic book movies yeah. on the whole in the last five years have gotten so much better. Yep, uh, as and a, that, as it, a genre, yeah. Yes, and so anyway, so I, I guess I'm, I'm starting to enjoy these for now both the movie aspect and um, what I can remember from you know storylines or oh that's kind of unique to this storyline or I could see where they got this from. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I guess we'll we'll get into the other stuff that I absolutely hated, but well, but yeah, for the most part, I, I like this movie. Good, uh, Sam. Yeah, I really, really enjoy the X-Men franchise. It's one of my favorite. In fact, I'd probably have to put it second only after Batman. Um, and that's the recent Batman, of course. Um, but uh, always love the X-Men. In fact, I, it, I'm not a big comic book guy, but I did have X-Men comics uh, growing up, and I read read a little bit of that. Um, so uh, this movie, uh, in terms of, of comparing it to the other X-Men movies, it was, in my mind, one of the better ones. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, it kind of combined some of my, my favorite movie types, you know, the time travel movie and the, uh, the, the superhero, uh, you know, outcast movie. And, uh, it, it, it was a heck of a lot of fun and, and I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Uh, and then my, myself, I, I had a good time, um, I had zero expectations for this. Origins was horrible. Um, The Wolverine, I've not seen because I heard it was terrible. And First Class was fine. I had a good time with First Class. So I had very little expectations. Once I saw that Brian Singer was back on, uh, I was actually pretty excited. It's kind of like the um, the, the Star Trek effect. You know, like uh, um, Nicholas Meyer who did The Wrath of Khan. Um, he came back and did the sixth movie, and all of the Trek nerds were like, "Yay, we're getting our guy back!" You know, it's kind of the same thing with X Men. You know, they they're getting mm-hmm. their guy back. So I was very, I was, uh, I enjoyed the movie. Um, there was a lot of things in it that I liked. There was a lot of stuff that was confusing and a little, I think, disjointed. But other than that, I had a good time with it. So, so with that being said, um, I, I have again, I have no show notes for this movie. I didn't take any notes down. Of course, you three did, because um, you know, well, of course, of course, you did. Uh, I didn't write down notes, or I didn't even think of any tropes, because they didn't—they <laughs> didn't smack me in the face. Other than the the tropes, the superhero of, tropes and stuff. Well, not even just the superhero, just the bad guy trope that the bad guy uh, is created because of a of a slight uh, or uh, an imagined slight against him from the hero's point of view, whether it's a mutant or whatever, and he creates these things who eventually overtake him, and then. And, and whatever, so that's that's a, that's a, that's multiple tropes in of itself, right there. Uh, so, but I thought Peter Dinklage was great. Uh, I wish he had more to do and more to say. Uh, I just, <laughs> you know, because right, because Game of Thrones has made him stupid famous right now. Oh yeah, but, but he did no, other like, good work before that. I mean, I, could, I, I thought he elf. was great, and, and well, yeah, but in Elf, he's <laughs> he's he's, he's they're kind of making fun of him in Elf, you know, like. That's part of anyway. He's a he's a punchline in Elf. Yeah, but he's still fun, you know. And call me Elf one more time. And he's an be, angry Elf. He's an angry Elf. And he's a very busy. angry Elf. And then the, I thought he was really good in Prince Caspian, um, the uh, the second line, the Witch in the Wardrobe uh, movie. He played yeah. the the redheaded one. 
And I thought he was great in that one too, alongside. But of my Will. my yeah. question is: Was he? And, and you know, I did not get to this point in the comics when I was reading X Men. Was he? Is he supposed to be a small person or a little person? Uh, no, no, no. It's just the 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 trivia said that the reason why Brian Singer picked him is because he actually picked him because he was a. Uh, I think the term actually is dwarf. Okay. He, because he felt like that was kind of his quote-unquote mutant power. And therefore, because all these other mutants actually have legitimate powers and his quote-unquote power is that he's short, that that's part of the fuel that fires him. Uh, okay. But they never get to that in the movie, if I remember right. No, he's just a no, that's And that's one of the things I hate about this movie is that there's so many things they could have actually answered in the movie as they went along. Right. They just... Let it be. Um, I was thinking about this same when you were when you were t- doing your bit about how you actually read the comic books. I was a Saturday morning cartoon dude. I know. I think all four of us were probably Saturday morning cartoon guys. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I nope. was. I was no corny. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you did have a bunch of older <laughs> sisters, so maybe not. I don't know. Oh no, you're right. You're right. No, I'm sorry. That was a joke. No, I definitely watched. It's fine. But I was. I was like at you know at, at eight thirty. It was Dragon Ball Z. And then at 9, it was Spider-Man. And then at 9.30, it was X-Men. So most of my comic book uh, knowledge comes from those cartoon shows. Um, Obviously not Dragon Ball, but you know what I mean. So this is obviously a story arc I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't care, you know, because I still, I go into this just enjoying the movie. So I'm going to lead into one of my first kind of quote-unquote issues with the movie. So Logan goes back in time, right? Mm-hmm. How how many days was he back in time? Several. Uh, how many days? Several, right? I would yeah, I would expect it was several. One, two. I mean, two days. At least two days, right? So are you yeah. saying that 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 was because we kept seeing the real time with with uh, Ellen Page holding his face, and he would react in real time. So is she sitting there for two days? I would guess so, yeah. Like, are they fending off these, these, um, uh, whatever they call the Sentinels for two days? Well, they haven't. It, well, they don't my, show up until towards the end, but towards I mean, the very end. But it and just, I, you know, it could be, it could be almost like an Inception type of time where you where go back it goes in time faster, and, right? Faster than the present or something. I don't know. It could, I mean, you could explain it that way, obviously, but I, and I kind they of wish, never tell you the rules of that, right? And that's the, that's the first kind of issue with time travel movies is that unless you give me rules, then I'm going to start thinking this crap up and that's going to take me out of the movie. Because I was thinking this during the movie because, you know, he has a moment where he, he, he gets upset or angry or whatever. He flails his blades. And why they didn't think to tie him down to the, chair, the bed in the first place, I don't know. The man is made of sharp metal, you know, tie him down. Magneto's right there. Just hold him in place. Well, he has to go out there and fight. But, but, well, no, I mean, but what I'm saying, that doesn't happen until, like, he doesn't go out and fight until the Sentinels show up. Wolverine has his, his fit and cuts. Uh, and really, uh, Magneto gets hit in the chest with a piece of metal? Like, that seems kind of dumb, too. Anyway, I think it was actually irony. Plastic. Oh, it was plastic. Oh. Irony. No, no. That, no. Mm, no. No. So. <laughs> But I appreciate the effort. Uh, so anyway, that was why my, my, I was really confused in the movie. So if you wanted to say that, even if you make that thing, she says, just so you know that when you go back there, time will be different than it is here. You know, 
or 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 Patrick Stewart says someone just says time is it, just because we're sending you back we're going to send you back and it's only going to seem like an hour and a half to us what'll be days to you or something there's some way to make it work I think I know I'm nitpicking although although you know it would have been even more I not impressive but for them to say you know not Ellen Page what's her Kitty Pride yeah. is that her name Shadow right Pat or well Kitty Pride Kitty Pride Kitty Kitty Pride you know is going to have to sit here for the amount of time that you're back trying to get all this stuff together, you know, know that. Or that, yeah, or even, you know what I mean? but then say that. So at least then we as the audience go, man, she's been sitting there for two days. Her power must not be constrained by like a physical whatever, you know, like, yeah. you know, like you, you think of your, your powers having physical limitations. You're only as, your power is only as good as you are. And so if she can just go for two days, then that's actually pretty damn impressive. Um, actually, before we keep going, I have a game to play. This is my new game. <laughs> so you all ready to play the game? This is the, I, Everybody in this movie has been in a uh, comic book movie. Everyone has been in this comic book movie, obviously, because they were in this movie. <laughs> but I found, and this is just by not even de- digging that hard, I found one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other people that were in other comic book movies. Okay. All right. We ready to play? Uh, sure. All right, Chad, you go first. Can you think of one? Somebody that's been in a superhero that's been in another superhero movie. Yeah, I, I'm technically calling it a comic book movie, a movie that or was comic based book on, movie, movie that was based on some type of comic book or graphic novel. No, I'm really bad at this. It's fine. <laughs> Corny, you're probably going to be the best chance at this. Give me one. Um. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Let's go with uh, Michael Lerner. Who? <laughs> He's way on down the list of actors. <laughs> Are you just picking somebody at random? I, I did, actually. <laughs> Who's um, Michael Lerner? He was like a congressman or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, he said two words. Anyway, um. <laughs> well, Halle Berry. Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. Ah, got it. Okay. Michael. I'm actually curious about Michael Lerner now. Oh, I know um, that guy. He was an elf. And he was uh, Godzilla. He was the mayor of Godzilla. How about that? Uh, let's see. Um, Jennifer Lawrence? Is, no, no, that doesn't count. Doesn't hey, count. my turn. Oh, sorry. Let me Obi-Wan. do uh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Uh, is it Wanted a uh, it is. comic book? Yes, it so. is. Sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm looking at that guy. <laughs> He's not in any stuff. All right. Get out of here, Corny. Just Was wait. Nicolas Cage in this movie? No. No. Are you sure? I'm damn sure. Because it had all the all the fixings of a Nicolas Cage movie. It kind of did, a little bit. Uh, except that it wasn't terrible. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, so you said... He didn't do that thing, you know, suck. Yeah, so, you, <laughs> so we said Halle Berry, Halle Berry as Catwoman, and James McAvoy in Wanted. Okay, who else? Uh, uh. Who, who who did Corny voice do his voice base off of, supposedly? Hugh Jackman. Yeah. What is he in? He was in Van Helsing. Oh. Yep. You know, I was, was about that? to say that. I was about to say that. And then for a moment, I thought it was actually uh, uh, Aragorn uh, and not... not uh, no, yeah, he was, he was Van Helsing. You're uh, right, he was. I'm going to give you the rest because you, you probably won't get this. 
Uh, Peter Dinklage was in the Underdog movie, which is oh, wow. based on an old comic strip. Sean Ashmore, who was Iceman, was in the episode of Smallville. That doesn't count. It does count. It's a comic book. <laughs> uh, Evan Peters, he's the guy who played Quicksilver. He's also in Kick-Ass. And Bing Bing Fa Fan, who was the, uh, she was Blink, you know, the one that could uh, do portals and stuff. Uh-huh. She's in Iron Man 3. So, again, I didn't even go. I mean, I only I went down as far. Once I got to that point, I'm like, okay, I'm done looking because I've already got too many. So that was kind of cool, though. I mean, having all these other people that are in. And I, don't, I, I found this also when I was looking. Uh, James McAvoy and um, young Eric Lyncher were both in Band of Brothers. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh. Anyway. Well, uh, Ian McKellen was in The Shadow. Was he really? 1994, yep. The Shadow. Oh, yeah. You know, what lurks in the heart, what evil lurks that, in the hearts of men. Is that that stupid one with... The uh, Shadow Nose. The, 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 not the Shadow Nose. Not the Affleck. What is he? He's the... Um, <laughs> the Affleck. What is it? The ball... The, the, uh, the ball... <laughs> <laughs> what are they? What the hell wrong with you? The Baldwin. Is that the Baldwin movie? Yes, it is, actually. Oh, man. I looked at Ian McKellen, but I guess I, I missed that somehow. The Shadow. That movie is terrible. <laughs> really? The Shadow knows. Maybe that's why. I, the Shadow. Man, look at that. Doctor. Well, wasn't Patrick Stewart in some sort of Star Trek stuff, too? Isn't that comic booky? Uh, well, they have made comic books uh, as a result of Star Trek, yeah. but yeah. I, I didn't um, count that. <laughs> Since the you know, I figured you didn't want to hear my start the Star Trek connection the the one that's glaring me in the face right now on the front page of the uh, IMDb page. Yeah, do you know Patrick Stewart was also in 2007 TMNT Turning yeah. Digital? I, I I almost put that, but I didn't know if if we would if you would count that. Yes, yeah. because it actually it was a comic book before it became anything else. Okay, and I didn't know if very many people knew that because it was a comic book. Uh, a few years before the first movie, but very, very like, like Dark Horse Comics, like no one knew about it. And then they oh. made they made the first movie, and of course they make the first movie because they wanted to make toys. Yeah. And then the first movie was too dark, and they're like, "Yeah, Hasbro is like not touching that. That movie is too <laughs> dark and kind of sinister." So that's why the second movie is so light and silly. Um, because oh, so the second of, movie that ice, that that vanilla ice in it, yeah, that, yeah, they wanted to sell <laughs> CD. They made the, didn't they make the uh, the animated series after the first movie, or was animated series before the animated first? series in the first movie? Is that after the first movie? I can't remember. The animated series came before the movie. Came That's before, what I thought. It came before the movie. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Well, now we got to go down this rabbit hole because I'm really interested. <laughs> All right, so the the movie came out in 1990. I remember when the movie came out. I still have it on VHS. Yeah, 1987 to 1996, the original cartoon that we, okay. we watched as kids. Yeah, 87. Yeah, so you're right. Okay. Oh, and uh, since we were talking about, the, they had nine. Se- it, I had ten seasons. Yeah, man, they did awesome. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> oh, I I watched it like. Painfully, I watched it. I had the, uh, you can go to like Pizza Hut or Domino's or something, and with an extra dollar or whatever, you could get the, um, they had four mini movies that were on VHS, and I had like, oh, two, yeah. I had two or three of them. Like the cassettes were orange. <laughs> or I think they were actually different colors for the different turtles. Like there was like, I think I had an orange one and maybe a blue one or something. Wasn't Jonah Hex a, a comic book? Mm-hmm. He was. 
Yes. Michael Fassbender was in that one. Oh, really? See, again, I just skimmed through. I didn't really dig deep. I didn't have time. Um, nice. Normally, normally when I'm at work doing nothing, this is what I'm doing. It was also in 300. That's not a comic book. Yes, it was. It was after the movie. No, the comic came before the movie. There's a comic book about 300, about one battle. Yeah. What? That doesn't make Do you sense. Not, I own that comic, dude. I didn't know that. Awesome. I've never even heard of it. I think I yeah. still think you're making stuff up. No. I like it. I like it. Oh, since we're talking about the Teenage Mutant Turtles, just for the people who, who might care to know, um, the original Turtles are actually very, very violent assassins. And um, in, in their comic <laughs> book, they kill Shredder. Like, when I say kill, they murder the hell out of him. Oh, like, decap- decapitate him. It's pretty violent. Speaking of, <laughs> back, to, back to our movie... <laughs> I did appreciate actually seeing some mutants die. Yes. But that, that was very neat. Cool? But, they, but they don't. But that's the cool but part. they did. They, <laughs> they did. And they're they tired and they died, you know. But, but the way they got around it, you know, was kind of brilliant. But you got to see them fight. And, you know, good Lord, you got to see Iceman's hmm. head get squished by a sentinel. You know, I, I appreciated the fact that he actually killed some people, even if he wasn't. Does that make sense? Uh, it made it very real. It's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, though, it's that um, that isn't that a movie trope where, like, people die and then and then we find out that it's not real. You know, like uh, it's all just a dream. Yeah, there's that kind of a thing. I can't think of a better example right now, but the beginning of, of Wrath of Khan. Like the the crew dies, and then we find out it's a simulation. Um, there's a bunch of other ones that are way better examples. I just can't think of any right now. Um, I don't know. It, it just, it, it's one of the things I liked about it. See, it, it made it like it even made, in X Men Three when Summers dies, like that's a legit death. He's not coming back from that. And when Gene dies again, and Professor Xavier, who kind of dies, though why his body is still crippled i don't know they never explain that that's still weird to me although i have a theory that's about part that. of his um superpower it's, isn't it? it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be his twin brother who's been in a coma for the last you know 50 years or something Baloney. who oh, just also ha- who also just happens to be crippled um i don't know so whatever uh, it, I, I always thought that that it was his power that was so overwhelming to the brain that it caused him to not be able to walk. That was my take on him. I agree. Like like this movie. That's maybe not this movie. This movie apparently gets shot in the back. But um, in terms of of before this, the, the previous movies as well as what I've read before, I always thought it was. He was so powerful in his mind that it overtook some of his abilities to physically get around. Well, if that's the case, that seems strange and weird, but whatever. I mean, what do I know? Oh, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, speaking of um, uh, his, his, his death in the uh, third movie, mm-hmm. the, the idea is that uh, Professor Xavier, you see after that, it's just... Uh, his, his mental projection, like he he basically took somebody else's mind and from that mind mentally projected himself as Professor Xavier through that body because, again, his mind is so powerful. 
that's an idea that um that's what that's that how I heard. read that. That's what how I read that third movie as well. Okay, yeah. Um was that he was projecting himself. Although, you know, I didn't even <laughs> maybe because I just put that third third movie into the back of my brain. I didn't even I forgot that he got killed or that he disintegrated <laughs> in that third movie. Yeah, yeah. She and, and I just realized that you're right, Sean, that that how how is he moving around <laughs> and looking like himself? Um yeah, in this one, but it. Why does that not bother me? I'm okay with it. Uh, I, maybe it's because it's Brian Singer, and, and Brian Singer basically didn't have anything to do with that third movie. Well, he didn't, and he he even kind of said that what happened in that third movie was a shame because the the way that they did the way they treated the Phoenix was not in spirit with the comic books. No, yeah. not at all. And she just and, yeah, and so a lot a lot of people were really upset at that third film. For that reason, that they turned the Phoenix into just this, you know, loose cannon. Murderous monster. Yeah, loose cannon. Yeah, crazy person who wants to kill every damn thing. And and she only sides with the bad guy for no reason. (laughs) There's no reason. It's like freaking rubber all over again. There's no reason. No. Yeah, I never thought I'd bring that back up intentionally. Oh, rubber. It's like Uh, the sequel. I'm going to kill Kitten. The retread. (laughs) Ah, uh, that's painful. Um, but good job, Chad. I, what was I going to say? So, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, again, that's that's kind of the, the nitpicky kind of stuff. But again. It, it, it didn't take me out of the movie. See, it bothered no, me. No. It bothered me the moment at the end of the, that movie, especially when Ian McKellen finds out that he still has Magneto powers. He's sitting there playing chess at the end of the third movie. He's playing chess, and he's able to move the chess piece. So basically what we've said is is that even though we've taken his power, we haven't really. Yeah. So that whole bit was – and here's another thing that kind of annoyed me a little bit. And, you know, whatever. But in the first trilogy as old man Ian McKellum, old man Magneto, I always kind of figured the older you got, the more powerful your powers got, Right. I mean, mm. as you get older, you're more experienced. You're able to exercise your powers. As long as your powers aren't based on physical strength. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's there's nothing physical about Magneto, what he does. Everything he does is through his whatever. But doesn't it seem like Mag- the Fassbender version is way more powerful than Ian yes. McKellen version? Overpowered. Like Overpowered. Ian McKellen about killed himself moving the, the Golden Gate Bridge. He picked up a baseball stadium like it was nothing. And that just seems so... Like, he was so powerful to not only control a baseball stadium floating through the air, he was also able to control, what, half a dozen Sentinels with his power all at the same time? Like, he was very OP. I mean, he was ridiculous. I mean, you know, he's going to take a whole lot of, you know, healers and tanks and DPS to take him out. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, now, the the way that mutant powers work, comic book-wise, has always been that the younger you are, the more you can, you know, you can do exert, you can exert your juice, you know, I said juice, that's terrible. Uh, you, 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 can, <laughs> you can use your powers like that, and he might be a little tired later, but that that doesn't seem to be out of the realm of a young, level, uh, class 5 mutant. Right. Um, now, a class 5 mutant at the age of 80 um, you know, he goes to move the Golden Gate Bridge, and he's going to be you know, a good bit tired. So I, I don't know. I just it seems like 
if from, no, what, I, from what we've been see, shown from the movie, that the older you get, the better your powers get. Bobby from Iceman. First movie, the only thing he can do is make a little ice cube. The second movie, he's able to chill your cola and make an ice wall. The third movie, he turns himself full Iceman and has a big a, on a one-on-one with Pyro. Who, so I, he's clearly getting better with age and practice. So, and then same thing with Professor Xavier. By first class, he's able to kind of do the, the time freeze thing, but he's still kind of limited and, and things like that. But as Professor Xavier gets older and older and older, he gets way, way better. I just thought it was strange that Ian McKellum can, has a hard time stopping some shrapnel coming at him, yet Fassbender can pick up a baseball stadium. It just That seems so ridiculous to me. But it was still a fun scene. I just kept, I literally in the movie was thinking, wow, Ian McKellum could barely pick up the Golden Gate Bridge. He picked up a baseball stadium. So anyway. And what but, the powers, really- but the powers don't get better with, I'm sorry, the powers don't get stronger with, well, oh, that's also wrong. <laughs> you, you just get tired sooner. You can still do it, but you just get tired sooner. It's like it's like running a marathon. The younger you are, the farther you can go. Uh, I, Certainly, you've got you've got to train to get to that point. But the older you get, the harder it will be to run that entire thing without getting tired. But what you're talking about, Sam, is a physical limitation. You're yeah. talking about something that, but these none of these powers we have been shown have any physical, any bearing on their physical abilities. I don't know. Uh, Kitty Pride looked awfully tired by the end of the her because she's been sitting there for two days and she'd been yeah. stabbed in the face or whatever. So I mean, like <laughs> none of the other scenes in the movies ever show them getting tired from their powers. Yeah. So, well, then that's just boring. That's like you know watching the Avengers eat swarma, you know, <laughs> after a, a long day of fighting aliens. I mean, it's you're not going to see it in a movie. Yeah, I know, and, and you have to have to you have to re- be able to relate to them, get to make them be tired and relate to them. But Fassbender was never he never struggled with that. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. that was what was annoying is that he could do whatever he wanted. He could fly well, while doing that. He was able to take steel um, railroad ties or track and turn them into fine and very uh, delicate contraptions to control these robots 30 feet away while still again flying i just he he could do whatever the hell he wanted to yeah. so, and and well and i agree he was he was very op and and at one point i'm thinking to myself here he is flying in the middle of this baseball stadium you know with this flying with the stadium yet he was trapped under the pentagon which probably could have at some point he was close enough to the metal in that area to do kind of the same thing. Maybe he was unconscious. He was down there hanging out. Oh, and by the way, uh, Sam. No, when they plugged him in there. Well, maybe, but no, yeah, that's true. That's fair enough. He probably was unconscious when they, when they got him. They probably tranked him or something. But Sam, you've, you've worked construction. Mm-hmm. What is the, what is the foundation of concrete? <laughs> Isn't it well, rebar? Yeah, you've, you've got to, to to make concrete actually work. <laughs> to make concrete work, you've got rebar. Right. So that whole place that he's in is a giant weapon for him to use. Oh yeah. So unless yeah. they poured the concrete and then ripped out the rebar, unless or or it's all <laughs> melted formed plastic or something. That's, well, uh, it's but they just... but they they called it concrete because they built it during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. 
during yeah. the in sixty three. And so, you could not you could not create a well like that underneath the ground without putting some sort of reinforcement in it. Right. Some the type con- of metal uh, reinforcement. <laughs> Unless you put some sort of fiberglass. I don't know. There you know, there is such a thing, but not in the seventies. Yeah. Um or even the sixties again when that was or sixties or whatever they were. Whoa, 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 whoa. So if we're talking about, you know, what what really existed in the nineteen sixties, yet <laughs> yet Tyrion can make yeah. these sentinels mm-hmm. yet we of, still lose Vietnam. Of, yeah, he's able exactly <laughs> he's able to make these sentinels that have no metal in them. Do you hear that? They're yeah. completely yeah. devoid of metal. What? <laughs> I hate it when movies do this. And that kind of bothered me too. And that's a good point, Chad. We wait a minute. This is what we're developing our resources for. We're fighting a war in Vietnam. <laughs> we can build these these five machines that could win us the war in Vietnam. Yeah, and you could just end, take one. We could end take, communism today with these. Just take <laughs> one, put them down in, in Ho Chi Minh City, right. and then poof, we it, democracy everywhere. Right. Hooray! Oh, we want to <laughs> we want to take one down to Cuba so that we can um, turn that into a democracy and actually. Uh, you know, export and trade with them. All right, here's a couple down there. Here's the DNA of Fidel Castro. See ya. Like, <laughs> nope, we got to target mutants. Especially since, wasn't he, he was after the, the, the blood of, of what's her name, uh, right. so that he Mistake. could create the technology for these things to, to shift change or whatever they're going to have to do. Right. It's, yeah, the tech, the tech on those things was a little far advanced. Yeah. I don't know, and that that kind of bothers me in movies too. Um, maybe, maybe that maybe he was sent back from the future. Maybe, maybe Doc Brown had just dropped him off, and here he said, "Here you go." Um, I, I don't know. It just it it depends on the movie and the situation. Like Sky Captain: of The World of Tomorrow had technology that was dozens of years in advance, but the whole movie was like based on a you know an old serial comic book kind of a thing, so it didn't matter. Like that's not trying to pretend to be real world like this is trying to the kennedy assassination was because he bent the bullet into his direction like you're using real world events and explained by mutants the building of the pyramids was done by a mutant like when you when you do stuff like you guys all stayed and watched the end credits right what yeah what are you talking about okay so (laughs) so whenever you do these real world events like that then that makes it the other thing that they, I think they kind of screwed themselves on is that they, at the end of the scene, the movie, Logan wakes back up and he's back into the normal time, which makes me wonder is what the hell, why does he have any memory getting to that point? Shouldn't he wake up and be flooded with all those memories of the crap that he's been doing for the last 60 years, 50 years? But I, what would it, think. I, I don't know. Who well, knows? Even, even Kitty actually says, now when you come back, you will only you'll be the only person who remembers what okay. happened. She did say that. Yeah. Then that's fine. she did say that. Then if you establish the rules, I'm fine with that. So she he wakes up and then Professor goes, "Oh, what was the last thing you remember? Welcome back, blah blah." And, and again, that was fine. But they then they give us the scene, the tour, and the cool part was is that like Kelsey Grammer, that scene with him when he was Beast, like they filmed that weeks after they wrapped because he couldn't do it because he's in the new Transformers movie. Uh, and they're like, we really want to just to show you that you live. And so huh. it literally, like, he came by, got in makeup, and he did that one scene. Um, and th- to have Jean Grey and Cyclops in it later on, they had to keep that such a tight secret that when directly asked by 
the media, Brian Singer lied saying that they weren't even going to be in the movie um, because he actually intends to use them um, in the next one. Well, maybe not the next one, but I think they're they're going to reprise their roles. I think, but the next one is happening in the eighties. So what I, I think they kind of maybe maybe screwed up a little bit is that we now know that at least these many characters live. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we at least know that the Wolverine and Professor Xavier live past the events of. Uh, you pretty much can't kill the Wolverine. Well, you can't. Um, you can. Well, get his head off. That's about it. Well, yeah, but no one seems to know how to do that. They just stuck him with rebar and, <laughs> and throw him in the and throw him into the river. It would have been really funny because they threw him into the same part of the river that Shield had his base built under in, uh, <laughs> in Captain America Two. He just lands on top of he lands uh, on a, like door. a helicarrier. Yeah. <laughs> and like it opens up and he falls in the helicarrier, and there's uh, uh, Samuel Jackson getting lectured by Robert Redford. That'd have been great. Um, he turns around and goes, what the hell are you doing in here? Yeah. Tired of these rebar. You know, rebar. I'm tired of these nerve herding mutants in my nerve herding yeah. helicopter. That's or right. helicarrier. Do I? Wait. Here they, yeah. Nerve herder. Yeah. So, there you go. I just wanted to play that. Um, how are we doing on top? We're good. Uh, I have a whole lot of freaking trivia I wanted to read. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. There's a lot. Um, and then there's a lot that I'm not going to read. But Yay. Top five. <laughs> Um, but I did want to read this one. It's kind of long. I'm sorry. Uh, the addition of Evan Peters, the guy that played Quicksilver, to the cast sparked wide discussion over the direction of the character who is also slated to appear in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Quicksilver has been discussed previously as a potential character in both X-Men The Last Stand and The Avengers uh, 2012. But legal complexities over the license to the character resulted in his omission from both films. However, in May of 2013, both Marvel and Fox announced a resolution to the previous legal issues and that Quicksilver would appear in this film as well as the Avengers sequel. Though under certain parameters, no reference to Quicksilver membership in the Avengers can be made in the X-Men film and no allusion to his relations to the X-Men or Magneto, because it's his dad, can be made in the Avengers films. The rights agreement between Fox and the Marvel goes so far as to stipulate that the character cannot even be referred to as a mutant in any Marvel film. Additionally, the day after the announcement of Peter's casting, Marvel and Fox entered into a legal standoff over provisions of the rights agreement of the character, including the issue of whether Peters would be allowed to portray Quicksilver in any other film outside of the X-Men franchise possibly necessitating a second actor to play Quicksilver in any other Marvel film, and resulting in two different versions of the same character appearing in two competing film series. Obviously, they would go with Kid from uh, Kick-Ass to be in the new Marvel. How well, crazy is all that over one freaking well, character? I, I will say, that if, if there was one character I was concerned about in this movie, it was Quicksilver, because of what you saw before the movie was released. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dern Hardy's commercial makes him out to look insanely cheesy. What? And uh, even the uh, production a... photos uh, oh, of you... Quicksilver is just you mean looks cheeseburgery? horrible. Cheeseburgery. <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. know they did one with him. I only saw the one with Mystique. Yeah, go watch it and you'll see what, what people were up in, in arms about. But um, they really made him look Batman and Robin-esque. Mm. Um, real cheesy, real little too, and I hate to say this, but a little too comic booky. Right. Um, shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> but, uh, 
But I think they had his part in the movie was one of the more fun parts of oh, this yeah. whole movie. He was great. I wanted way more of him. Yeah, talk about like Doc though. Brown. <laughs> he looked yeah. like Doc Brown. He kind of did. <laughs> I just, I mean, you talk about OP. I mean, a guy that can move so fast that you can't physically perceive him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you start thinking, even Magneto. I mean, what would he do against somebody like? Quicksilver. I don't know. Would you like to know? <laughs> I can tell you. No. Um, no, yeah, I wanted way more of him. I wanted him to join the team, but I guess... Yeah. Um, and obviously, there actually is a relation. You know, his dad was Magneto. Um, that's yeah. part of the deal. But he's going to be in the new Avengers. They tease that at the end of uh, Captain America 2, but they can't use the phrase mutant. They they referred to them as miracles. Um he and his his sister, the Scarlet Witch, uh, they just they are just they are they are what they are. They're miracles. They're not mutants. They can't use that word. Yeah. Halle Berry's role as Storm had to be sub- substantially reduced due to her pregnancy. Well, way to go, get knocked up. Well, what did you think about Quicksilver? The, the camera technique, the Matrix style. Oh, it was great. The, the director uh, Brian Sing- uh, Brian Tyler Singer, whatever his name is, he um he used a film method that sped the film up to 3,500 frames per second to, to, to give that, that cool feel. So, yeah. So like when he's manipulating everything, like, so when he looks like, like it's a legit kind of a thing that they did, it was really cool. Uh, I, I thought that whole scene was awesome. And I, again, I wanted way more of that. I mean, he was, he was going so fast that bullets in time, or just like play things to him. I just thought that was so cool how he he stands in front of a guy and like pushes a bullet out of the way and he just does this thing and like you can see Wolverine's bone claws coming out nice and slow. Like the whole thing was just so cool. I just I, I hope Joss Whedon saw that and went, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I got I got to do really well with this. Yeah. Well, basically, you I mean, if you're if you're you know a comic book aficionado or Hell, if you even just read a comic book every once in a while, you just take the Flash, and there you go. There's your right, which is this, which is what Quicksilver actually yeah you know, based off of. The, the problem yeah. is, is that this movie just kind of. I hope it didn't ruin the TV show The Flash for me, because The Flash always kind of had that cheesy kind of running across the ground kind of feel, and this looked really freaking awesome. This was the, that was my favorite yeah. scene of the whole movie. Oh, certainly mine too. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely, yeah, it was yeah, by far. The only question I had during that, I think I talked to, to Corny and, and chat about this, was the the physics of the bullet. Um, when he changed the trajectory of the bullet, mm-hmm. you would think it would be a little bit. It would take a little bit more effort to move something off a projection that has so much force behind it. Does right. that make sense? And and not that. You know, obviously, we're talking about a guy who's faster than light, right? But um, you know, obviously, we're talking comic books, and, and realism is kind of out the window to begin with. But it would have been kind of nice to see that it would it, it was a little harder for him to move the objects going faster like that mm-hmm. than than it would you know the water that was flying through the air or whatever. Well, th- well, think about it this way, Sam: at the speed that he's moving, he actually would have. Uh, a lot more wouldn't he? Wouldn't or actually a lot? But yeah, and able, I think you explained a lot it that more way too. A lot yeah. more force behind him. What? When you, literally, you just said that and it made me think about something equally different, though. 
he's moving it so fast, right? He's moving this whatever the speed of light is. He's moving that fast, right? right? At least faster than sound, but I would say close to the speed of light. Okay, it was raining in that room. Wouldn't those water droplets hitting him in the face really, really, really hurt? Yes. I mean, it would literally be like running through a hail hailstorm. You know, like just because it's water, it's still it still has weight and mass. So as he's running through it, like it was like hitting a body of water. Off the Golden Gate Bridge, like when you jump off, you're hitting it at 100 miles an hour, whatever terminal velocity is for a human. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's just it's just a thing I, I just I just now thought mm. of. Like like he would be bleeding by the time this scene was done, especially in, the, in his face. And another yeah. counter argument to myself: for him to go that fast, his mass would have to be infinitely small. Yeah. Again, again, we're getting into some physics and stuff, and and. Brain right. hurts. hurts. Hurts, yeah. So not to mention he does not create a sonic boom. Which he should have if he's yeah. going that fast. Like the, everyone should have been knocked off their feet from the from the boom or whatever, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well the boom wasn't in the shot. Maybe that's right, it wasn't. <laughs> it was under a horse. It was under a horse. <laughs> oh, callback. Uh. <laughs> um the filmmaker, filmmaker selected the Days of Future Past storyline because it would allow the filmmakers to reconcile any continuity di- uh, dissonances, that's a weird word, with the X-Men film series. The time travel element also allowed actors from the original film series and the in- intended reboot that was first class to appear in the same film together. Did you say reboot? Uh, re- reboot, if I did, I'm sorry. Peter's, Very Canadian of you. Uh, reboot. <laughs> Uh, Peters, uh, Quicksilver, described Quicksilver as someone who talks quick, moves quick. Everything else is very slow motion, slow-mo, very slow compared to him. It's like he's always at the ATM waiting for the dude in front of him to finish. Just thought that was funny. And uh, Brian Singer, the director, he said this of uh, Trask, um, Dinklage's character. This is an interesting thing. People always kind of get themselves in trouble when they compare people to... Adolf Hitler. He said he based Trask on Adolf Hitler. Quote, as Hitler used the Jews as a scapegoat to bond the darker parts of Europe, he's doing the same thing with mutants. But he wasn't six foot, perfectly blonde Aryan. He was a short, funny looking fellow. Okay. Uh, Anyone that's ever read history knows that Adolf Hitler wasn't blonde. What the? (laughs) What? Right? He was kind of short. He had black hair. Yeah. So, so do I. Okay. So, so once again, someone using reference to history that don't that doesn't know what they're talking about. But, but that's okay. Because that was, I mean, that was wasn't that a big kind of funny thing about Hitler that it was about the Aryan race, heavy, blonde, blue eyed, but he was dark haired and had dark eyes and his. Well, he was a quarter Jewish. Too. He was a quarter Jewish. Like he was yeah. just ridiculous. Anyway, he had black. He had black parents. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read that on the internet. Sleeping together. Mass hysteria. You know, actually, it wasn't. We misheard it as Adolf. It was actually, hey, dog. Hey, dog. Okay. No. I don't don't have that mass hysteria clip anymore. I'm sorry. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. Wait, do I? I don't know. Fail. Oh, give me a break. Jeez. I'm still Uh, kidding. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait. (laughs) Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. There you go. Hey, there you go. So yes, yes, officer. This man has no. <laughs> Sorry, I just crashed into the microphone. Um, yeah, you want to hear a couple of clips that I, I recorded? Of course you do. Okay, here we go. 
let's see, we've already heard that one, so yeah. The, the the disadvantage of taking audio clips from um, from movie trailers is that there's always this great music in the background that doesn't yes. fit the scene. You know, like <laughs> like this is this big bellowing swirling music, and he's screaming at Logan because he's really he's legitimately upset. He says that in the movie, like he's crying and he's he's angry at, at Logan and. Um, uh, so, so there you go. And let's see, we have this one. This is a long, long one. Sorry. What's the last thing you remember? My time on the Shire. <laughs> a glimpse into the past. <laughs> You're going to have to do for me. What I once did for you. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> you need me as well. Thank you, Gandalf. Um, <laughs> isn't it weird how he says I have a glimpse into the past? Isn't that just remembering? Oh, well, I think he can physically do that, can he? But it's it's or mentally do that. It's called remembering, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he's British. He's got to say it in a funny way. I know. Maybe maybe he has a pin sieve that he was using. I don't know. Um, ah, Harry Potter reference. Got it. There you go. Okay, good. Well, th- don't those clips, though, don't they make the, the movie a little bit more epic than it actually was? Kind doesn't of, it, yeah. Doesn't it feel a little bit more epic in the trailers than it did in the movie? The only thing that I was annoyed by in this movie, to me, a little bit, is that for an X-Men movie, there was only, in my mind, there was only three scenes with X-Men. And any of the rest of the movie could have been any other thing. The The opening scene where the Sentinels attack... We get to see some cool X Men on X Men action. Yep. At the very end of the scene, <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> at the end of the movie, again when the Sentinels attack, we get some more X Men action. And then in the middle of the movie, with the Quicksilver bit, all the rest of the movie could have been just normal dudes. You know, it just could have been a normal action flick with the guy who played Striker. Which, by the way, Sam, did you notice that guy who played Striker was in Jack Reacher? Yeah. He played Jeb. Uh, I, I noticed. I don't know why, but anyway, um, but like even even Mystique could have been Tom Cruise wearing a mask in Mission Impossible. Like I mean, it could have been anything else. There wasn't. I mean, except for when Beast got a little angry and beat the hell out of. Uh, well, I'm over shot. You mean the Hulk, the Blue Hulk? Yeah, the Blue Hulk. Blue Hulk. Um. So, and that's 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 uh, that that costume change has got to be hard to do. It's gotta be hard to make him look like the like the cartoon did, you know. Just seem. Well, here's the thing: Beast as a younger person, prior to him trying to cure his mutant disease, which I know he tried to do in the first uh, or in, in first class, they really could have just left him as a really awkward looking white guy and let him jump around and have beast powers. It would have been, I think, a lot easier to do. I yeah. I was just confused that. He kind of explains it, like how come because his his he's able to make his power his blue go away a little bit, but it would still seem strange that he would get angry and turn blue. I just thought that was weird. Um, and, and if I remember right, that is not canon at all to no. the comic books, which is strange with a Brian Singer movie where he is yeah, he tries it, to stay pretty. 
Yeah, but he um, also was he was also shoehorned into using the stupid bone claws too. That's not a thing. Except in the <laughs> Origins series, that that version of of reality is he does have those bone claws, but also in that version of reality, they are brothers. But if Brian like Brian Singer was like, "You stupid jerk making me use those bone claws." He was probably pissed because yeah. it's a real dumb thing. I just think they're dumb. Um well, I mean, but then again, you've then you've got Wolverine or uh, X Men Origins or Wolverine or whatever that was, where pretty much he could cut through anything effortlessly with those claws. Well, like it was literally like watching a Ginzu knife commercial. You know, let's <laughs> let's put a can in front of. Oh, he can cut through that. He cut through a tomato. Well, I mean, and they and they're obviously this supposed and this to, and this. They're obviously supposed to be um, really really sharp, and, and I get that, but. It seemed rather convenient that the metal that they put in his body just happened to form perfectly sharp blades around his round bones. Uh, that just yeah. didn't seem... If that's the logic you're going to give me... You know, again, like in the comic book, they were supposed to be inserted into his body, right? They were they were blades, right, Corny? They were, no. they were blade made and then they stuck them in his body. Right? Uh, well, it depends, it depends on what storyline you're going with. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry, there's multiple storylines. I know, that's what no, pisses but, yeah, me we'll, off, too. We'll do that, comments. we'll do that. But basically, it's, anyway, it does, that's not the point. It's, the, the point is, is that I think the bone claws are dumb. Um, yeah, I only, I only did the, well, I have the other clip, the, uh, but we, we heard that at the beginning of the show, so I'm not going to play it again. Um, well, you had, the bon- you had the bone claws, so you could have the, like, you could have the, like, oh yeah, they're not metal. And then he goes through a metal detector later, and he doesn't. It's like this awkward moment when he doesn't set the metal detector off. Yeah, and that was that was a funny bit because because yeah. he kept forgetting that he hadn't gone through the process yet. You no, know, it's really you know it's really funny about the, those scenes. Uh, Wolverine doesn't go through metal detectors very often. Right for that very reason. <laughs> well, no, I mean he. Well, I mean everything the X Men do. I, I can't imagine them walking through. Uh, Having you know, Wolverine never doesn't a go public inside airport. Yeah. yeah, like he doesn't do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. There was um, there was another thing that I thought was weird at the end of the movie that you guys were trying to explain to me uh, off microphone, obviously. At the end of the movie, Wolverine has been fished out of the water by Stryker, who is being played by Mystique. She's turned herself into Stryker, and he's he's telling the army guys to pull him out of the water. So when he wakes up, and we don't know this. When he wakes up, we're assuming that he's still gone through the antimantium everything. We have, we're assuming that, but we're not shown that. He doesn't pull out. I actually was waiting for him to do that, is to, when he wakes up, is to pull out his claws to see if he, was, he had metal or not, to, yeah. to, see, to figure out which timeline he was in. So I, I guess that, the part that was confusing to me is, is then Mystique going to pretend to be him, Stryker, and make him go through the process of getting the, the antimantium or because how would she know to do that um, and know that that was his plans so or why would she be getting him right like can, can anyone in the first place like or is that something that we're going to find out in apocalypse like I just it seems strange to me that it was mystique and then when he wakes up it's everything's back to normal as it should be but he would never have gotten to that point with the X-Men without the Animanium Claws and doing all that, you know, those other steps that he needed to get there. So, again, time travel and stuff like that. It's like in the movie Looper when Bruce Willis says, just don't uh, think about don't... it. You know, just don't oh, okay. think about it. Yeah. So, 
Um, well, I was going to say, uh, that could be a little bit simpler than what we're making. And actually, Mystique may have nothing to do with both uh, Wolverine and his uh, animantium. She could have just impersonated the guy to get Wolverine out of the water because she knew he had been thrown, you know. And that, and that may be true. We don't know. That's the thing is that then the next thing he knows is he wakes up and it's, uh, you know, it's the future again or the present or whatever you want to call yeah. it. So we have we have no idea what's going on. So yeah. anyway, uh, so there you go. I guess that's kind of it, right? I mean, any, anything else? Anything other issues that bug us or the things that? We, I mean, again, I wanted. I spent the last ten minutes basically talking about some things that pissed me off. There were some really cool <laughs> moments. The fighting scenes were great. You know, when, yeah, they were, they when, were, when they Blink were was wonderful. shooting people with the different portals and. And using Colossus and his weight and stuff like that was cool scenes and and the Sentinels looks big and scary and kind of like omniscient and and uh, you know they you put those things up against the Sentinels in the Matrix I think these things kicked their ass you know oh yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. um, and how they would re- react to the situation you know Iceman comes in and shoots him with ice and he's like okay I'll just turn into a molten lava kind of a thing you know and uh, I thought oh there's Corny's train. Right on time. I know. <laughs> uh, it's just a running gag now with our show. Um, it's funny. I never notice it until you say something. Like, it, I've gotten so <laughs> used to it. Damn. It's really loud, too. Get off the track. It's in my yard, actually. It's in my yard. Jeez. Are you done, Train? You done? Okay, good. Um, yeah, long the, Train kill me. The the fight yeah obviously we liked the quicksilver bit the the fight scenes were really good I still liked some of the humor that 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 Logan you know adds to the show to the movie he's he's still a smartass he still has those those kind of great little one liners and stuff like that uh, I did like the the bit where James McAvoy when he first shows up when Logan first shows up and he says I remember you we came to you for help and you said. I'm going to say to you the same thing that you said to me, and that was nerf herder. Off. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. Which, again, I was like, whoa, dropping the F-bomb in a cartoon kid movie kind of a thing. So, um, But these movies are not made for kids. Uh, at least I don't think they are. They're pretty, yeah, you have parents yeah. still bring them to them. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, so there you go. Um, yeah, right? We're done? Okay, good. Yeah. So we're going to do our um, uh, our top three for this one. Well, we're not doing a top three. I just said, hey, let's just take the X-Men trilogy or the franchise and rank them as and, and as your favorites, top to bottom. Uh, Chad's only seen two of them, so obviously he's going to have a list of two. <laughs> um, but the rest well, this would the... make three, wouldn't it, Chad? No, he's no only... this is two. Yeah, you've seen X-Men one <laughs> and then this one. And this one. I think I may have seen like the ending of three. The one where one where um, Xavier dies, right. quote unquote. Right. I think I saw the ending of that. Okay, that would be three. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna count it. Okay. <laughs> so, so what would you say then? Um, I'd say probably I'll go with uh, this one as number one, and then the first one would be number two. Okay, fair enough. Um, Corny? Well, let's see. Uh... Any day. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, going back in time. <laughs> X-Men 1 as 1. Okay. Uh, Days of Future Past 2. X-Men 2, 3. X-Men 3, 4. Okay, I'm getting what? confused now. Okay. Yeah. X-Men 3 is, a four, is fourth. Okay. Uh, the Wolverine, fifth. And Wolverine Origins, sixth. Okay. Wait. There seven? Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> oh, there were seven. Wait, which one did I miss? Origins. One, one two, three... There's two Wolverine movies. There's The Wolverine and Origins. The Wolverine and Origins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the two of the new version. Yeah, there's seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, crap. Move <laughs> everything down. Move everything down one and put... Uh, yeah, you missed uh, First Class. First Class, third. All right. So X1, Days Programs, of programs. Can't tell the players without a program. Right. <laughs> All right, we're with you. I think I'm with you. Good. Uh, Sam? Yep, um, I got, uh, of course, what started off the X-Men 1, or the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, th- it was hard for me not to put X-Men 2 over it, because they really had some amazing scenes in that second movie. That Nightcrawler scene at the beginning is so out of this awesome. world amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually put Days of Future Past third. Um, I really enjoyed this thing, and I think I enjoyed it more than uh, I did First Class, uh, which would have been fourth on my list. Um, then I'd put, uh, the Origins Wolverine. I have not seen the, the, the Wolverine yet, so I, I can't put that anywhere. Uh, but X3, X-Men 3 is dead last. That was a pile of poo, um, that felt like a money grabbed and, and it just almost, in my mind, it was almost a franchise killer mm-hmm. as Spider-Man 3 was almost a franchise killer. It kind of was. I had to reboot it. Yeah. Which X they did with X three, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I I went with X two first. Yeah, uh, I liked the movie. Uh, in fact, I, it was on um, what today is Tuesday. It was on Sunday and um, Sunday night or whatever. And I watched it some with Sarah. Um, though it still it has some flaws. I think it's still I think it's the best personally. Uh, I the, yeah the White House scene is great, and when they attack Xavier's school, that part was pretty freaking awesome too. Um, I wrote first class down, but after kind of talking with you guys about this movie and, and, and thinking about it, I think I might actually put days of future past second. Cause I did have a good time with it. Even though there's, uh, even time travel movies have issues to begin with. Um, and there was actually trivia that says that he actually, the director went and talked to James Cameron about doing time travel stuff, to which I thought, why are you going to talk to another movie director who did, one good time travel movie. Why don't you go talk to like Neil Tyson Grassy or whatever his name is? Like, go talk to a physicist. Maybe yeah. they can actually shed some light on what might actually happen. Go, you know, go reserve some time with Stephen Hawking or something. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Just, you know, I want to write. I want to make a movie about baseball. So instead of going and contacting Nolan Ryan, I'm going to go contact Kevin Costner. You know. Like, he has made a few baseball movies. But that's the point. Like <laughs> That makes sense. If you build it, they will come. But that's what I'm saying is like, just because you were in a couple... That's like, remember, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago when Mark Wahlberg said basically that if he would have been on Flight 93, they would have lived because he would have been, he's been in so many action flicks, he knows actually how to fight. Like, that kind of stuff pisses me off. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. What if he actually, I mean, just from 
doing any of these things, and he was kind of a thug back in the day. Right. I, I so have, that, that might be that might be legit. I have no doubt that he is a strong. He's obviously got muscles, and he probably does have some fighting skills because of part of the training that he goes through in the movies. But when a real dude's got a real weapon aimed at you, like shit changes. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yeah, or, or or becomes very very visible. Right, and I just I just wish he would never <laughs> and if change the. That was a really dumb thing to it say. It was a dumb thing that. to say. Change the scenario, but don't don't make reference to 9-11 and say that you would have let people live. Anyway, that just pissed me off. So I would actually put maybe this movie second. Um, uh, probably then X-Men 1. I, I think X-Men 1 still yeah. has some, some validity. Uh, first Class, X-Men 3, which is I hate, but, <clears throat> but it's still pretty visually appealing. Uh, there's actually some good moments in that movie, but... It it's ninety nine percent hot garbage, and then X Men Wolverine is just a pile of shite. I mean, <laughs> my wife and I saw that at the drive in movie theater, and we thought, hmm, maybe it slices, it dices. Maybe it's because the Wolverine. maybe because we saw it at the drive in, and because of the, we weren't able to see it in high def, like maybe that's why his his claws look cartoon, and the CGI looked real bad, and stuff didn't make sense. So I thought, we'll go see it. So when it came out on Blu-ray and we rented it, it still was really bad. You know, that's the one movie that if it's on FX, I'm not stopping to watch. You know, I'll even leave it on X-Men 3. I'm not, just because I think uh, <laughs> the Phoenix chick is kind of hot. But anyway. So that's it. Um, anything else? No? We've done there. Uh, oh, yeah, the, out of 10. What would we give this out of 10, right? we got to do that still, sure. right? We gotta follow the script, even though Sam keeps editing it as I talk. Um, <laughs> out of ten, I didn't come up with any. I'm sorry. Uh, so out of ten, Chad, um, how many flying baseball stadiums would you give this out of ten? Ooh, um, I'm gonna give this a strong seven out of ten. Floating baseball stadiums. Cool. All right. Sweet. Uh, uh, Corny, um, how many? Not so metal proof concrete bunkers. Would you give this out of ten? I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Well, let's, let's go eight. Let's eight. go eight. All right. So we've gone eight. Chad seven. Corny says eight. Uh, and um, uh, Sam, how many stupidly high advanced Sentinels for the time would you give this out of ten? Yeah, I'd probably give it. Um, I really yeah. No one it. cares. Moving on. <laughs> oh, oh, <geez>. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Chad's superpower is the the, yeah. the, 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 the interrupter. Yeah, the, the interrupting <laughs> cow. Uh, no. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I'd give it. Um, I'd give it probably eight almost dead bodies pulled out of the Potomac River um, out of ten. So nice. eight. Eight. Nice. Um, yeah. I like it. And jeez, um, what would I do? I would probably give it. Probably a good seven uh, Tyrion Lannisters out of ten. Um, yeah. I now, does that say. actually make three and so a half? Short because he's seven. so short. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go. So that's that. <laughs> that's the movie. Um, I think we all liked it. It was kind of. It was pretty good. Uh, it was doing really well in the box office. I think after two weekends, it's almost made its two hundred million budget that it was. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was good, and it reminded me of the original first two movies. Um, it had that that kind of same kind of fun uh, action driving action score. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking to see who did it real quick. John Ottman. 
Um, we're, he's known for such things as X-Men and X-Men 2 um, and other uh, – he's actually done a lot of good oh, – he's actually done some – the usual suspects, the cable guy. Um, wow. Apt people. Uh, here's an article here, uh, Sean. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past tops 500 million worldwide. Uh, Superman Returns. The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, so, oh. so he's done some other good, uh, or not good, he's done some other comic book movies. <laughs> yeah, Silver Sam Surfer. Oh, like Superman Returns was uh, terrible. No. Fantastic Four, both of those movies are horrific. Astro Boy's kind of good, though. That was fun. Uh, yeah, Sam, that's good. Yeah, it's made his money. Uh, IMDb only shows the, um, the domestic, domestic. domestic gross, and it was, when I checked it earlier tonight, it was at $186 million or $165 million. <laughs> It made 111 million open weekend. I mean, this movie trounced The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh locally or domestic, but I think Amazing Spider-Man um globally is kicking ass. Yeah. Um, this actually has a let's see, I'm actually Amazing Spider-Man 2. They're at Durka Durka Durkistan. Where'd he go? He's at 193 million. So uh, they'll 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 make their two hundred million. I mean, they're they're gonna grow domestically. They're they're gonna make it. So anyway, that's a lot of money. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. What? Oh. Anyway, uh, there you go. So that's our movie. What are we watching? Game of Thrones. Oh yes. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, Chad. Chad, you watching Game of Thrones? I'm. I, I finally got caught up with Game of Thrones. Okay. Did you watch Sunday's episode? Yes, I did. Oh, 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 oh. All right, I, I, I'm almost to that part in the book, but I, okay. I'm not there in the. Though it's weird that the, the, I, I went back and watched episode, or I watched episode one today or yesterday at lunch, and of this season, and uh-huh. there are parts in that book that I that movie that episode that I just read in the book. Like they skipped way ahead, especially with Jon Snow. I thought that was really oh, yeah. weird. Like they're, yeah. they're I guess they oh, so, so you're back watching it now. I'm back into reading it. I've decided to give it a chance. Someone let slip that a certain person dies, and then let slip that another person dies. And I thought, hmm, I really hate both of those characters. So I actually want to find out how they die. <laughs> so, oh yes. So I had to go back, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back into it. I've. It's been two years. I'm over the red wedding. <laughs> but it, but it took me two years to get past it. Oh my god! I'm like I'm okay with it now. I'm I've accepted it. The um, purple wedding makes up for it. It is what it is. <laughs> so wait, is there a purple wedding? Legit? Yeah. Oh yeah. When do they when do they do the white wedding? I don't think there's ever ever such a thing as a white wedding in a Martin. It's a great day story. for a thank you, Chad. White yeah. wedding. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, I have a. I've got some <laughs> George R. R. Martin uh, news for you. Okay. So my buddy Chris, uh, the guy who plays the bass in my band. Uh, apparently, there was a uh, small Comic Con this weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. What? How did we not what? know about this? I, I I don't I don't know how I didn't know, but he knew, and he went there, and he got the, <laughs> he got the, his autograph on um, the third book. Oh, nice. Thought, thought Martin was while. in town, and we didn't. know He about was. This? I am so pissed now. And I would have loved to. Yeah, I would have gone to that. I really would have. And I'm not a fanboy. That's wow. 
Yeah, but, Charlotte uh, Comic Con event Facebook. Oh my gosh, I am so pissed off right now. Yeah, I didn't know either, bud. It's it okay. was August. Wait. No, it was. According to wait. according to Charlotte Comic Con on Facebook, there's an, there's one coming comic show and toy show August third, um, coming. So. Anyway, but. All right, yeah. continue. I'm sorry. Oh no no it's fun so anyway he did that and uh, some some for some random reason uh, he got to drink scotch with uh, I think they like it's getting towards the end of the day and they said uh, if you want another autograph so we got another autograph he actually has two now um, I don't know about the other thing he autographed but uh, and then apparently they gave scotch away it was very weird but apparently that happened and there's pictures there's so, a there's a heroes convention. Heroes Convention, uh, June twenty second, twentieth through twenty second, in the Charlotte Convention Center. Um, America, America's favorite convention, really? No, I don't know about that. Nope, <laughs> nope. But it's, it's nope. also kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to find this thing. This, I'm really interesting. Rich, interested in that. We'll have to find it out later, off air. Um, uh, you might watch anything else fun. Oh. I watched Pain and Game this weekend. Oh yeah, was it as terrible as everyone said it was? I, it wasn't that bad. It was just really the the story itself was really unbelievable. Which is based on, on a true based story. on a true story. Yeah. I know, I know, it was based on a true story, but it was so out of the. It was just so out there that I couldn't. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Um, well, permit me for just half a minute. So. Uh, I was at work the other day, and I was telling a, f- a coworker about the horrible TV show I was a part of called Palmetto Point. And I-, I just happened to Google it just to see what would come up. And I found a link to a Vimeo account that someone has loaded. It's the entire. It's the documentary they made when we were making the TV show. They were doing it behind the scenes all the time. They were always filming stuff behind the scenes. And the idea was that it was eventually going to go to the to the, the DVD set for the TV show. And then when the show went under after episode six, they decided to turn it into a documentary about the fall of Palmetto Point. So I have never seen it. And this aired back in 2006. It went to a couple of uh, kind of film festivals. I don't think it did anything. But anyway, so I finally got to watch the documentary of the rise and fall of my TV show. Well, not my TV show, but the one I was on, Palmetto Point. And it was really interesting uh, 99% of what happened, I, I knew what was happening because I was there. There was some stuff that I wasn't aware of, mainly about how much money that the production went into debt. Um, I did not realize that the main backer behind this thing went 500 grand personally into debt. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, over this horrible TV show. And that's because he was dumb and he made a lot of bad decisions. He put everything in his personal name. So... With that being said, if you actually are interested in watching this horrible TV show, but they're pretty interesting documentary about this horrible TV show, uh, shoot me an email at the, to uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com, and uh, I'll send you a personal link. And I might even just throw it up on the Facebook page. I don't really, I don't really care. Um, it's 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 two hours long. If you know, take it and you know, don't watch it all at one time, or you'll get kind of bored. But if you got nothing to do, it's actually kind of fun. And there's like. Three half, three and a half seconds that you actually see me on camera. But anyway, uh, it was just kind of a fun thing that uh, I didn't know was I was able to view and was finally able to watch it. So that's kind of it. I watched some other crap over the weekend too, but I can't remember what it was. Um, so yeah, that's it, right? What are we watching next week? Children of the Corn? Is that next week? Children of the Corn. Nope. 
Nope. The Children of the Corny. Is nope. No. Nope. I, I keep. I, 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 don't, keep I don't see it. I don't I'm, see it there. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, nope. I don't see it. Because I'm. Cause you, uh, Star Trek and Darkness. No, I'm pretty sure it's. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Children of the Corn because I only have. That's the only voiceover I have for Catherine from Catherine is Children of the Corn. So. You, you, you know, you damn sure I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not doing that. Doing my got, voice with that one. I got Catherine has done her her lent her voice to it. Um, it's actually um, hysterical. You actually are gonna like it. Nope. Yes. No, you're gonna <laughs> like the uh, you're gonna love the voiceover. You might nope. not like what you're gonna watch, but I, I want nothing to do with this movie. Is it? <laughs> I, I may not even talk to Parker this week just because I'm going to look at him and go, you're children of the corn. It's just, oh my it's sad. So I'm, I'm actually, right now, I'm confirming that Children of the Corn is, in fact, on YouTube, and we're going to be able to watch it. Um, would, you guys, uh, would you guys be shocked to, to, to know if I actually tried to get that movie removed? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. It's working. Children, ah, children, no. children of the corn. Let's see. And so, oh, there it is. Nope. I don't know if you can hear it or not. Nope. Great. I'm excited. Children of the corn. Here we go. <laughs> so that's what we're watching next week. Uh, anything else? No. Good. Okay, great. Time to wrap up. So hit it, Steve. Yep. All right. Well, special thanks goes out to um, allposters.com. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Uh, you can you know go to their website, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.com. Go to their, hit the, click the button, use the promo code, which I think is actually new. Uh, it's a new one, and I got to find it before I tell you what it is. Otherwise, it'll be wrong. Um, whatever, whatever I say at the beginning of this <laughs> podcast is what it is, because I can't remember <laughs> what it is. Oh, I'm so check organized. Check our Facebook page. Yeah, check the mess. It'll be. Um, Something. Damn it. I can't remember what it is. It doesn't matter. I'll tell Keep you. Keep singing, Steve. Keep singing. Yeah. <laughs> I might have, have to start him over. Um, what is it? Oh, it's Summertime25 is your is your promo code. Um, so there you go. I'm actually going to have to start Steve over. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I hit the wrong button. I had to start him over. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> we are so organized here at this, this show. Great. I know. It's all this wee stuff, Kimosabi. Okay, I am so uh, organized here. Uh, Allposters.com. So there you go. Summer 25 is the new code. Uh, thank you to Sight and Sound AV at sightandsoundnc.com. Uh, thanks, of course, to Steve, who you've now heard for a couple minutes now. Thanks, uh, Steve Everett. You can thanks, check him Steve. at steveverett.net. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we'd love to read your reviews. Um, any comments you want to leave, good or bad, we don't really care. We're all about it. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Please send us your emails at to Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. Check out our website, Cheap Seat Reviews.com. Uh, and on behalf of Chad, thanks for coming. Corny, Sam, this is Sean saying. Good night. Have a uh, thanks for listening. And if you happen to move a giant baseball stadium, please put it back when you're done. Have a good night. <laughs>
Good stuff. Damn, I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>